9 Tammuz, Tes Tammuz, Tzadik, His Praise, 433. Once, when the Rebbe had one of his coughing attacks, he needed to bring up phlegm, but he was unable to. He did not try to force himself, however, and a little later the phlegm came up by itself, quite easily. I was with him at the time, and he said to me, Even from this we can see that you cannot force yourself too much over anything. At first I could not bring up the phlegm, but I relaxed, and made no effort to force myself. It soon came up by itself. The Rebbe gestured as if to indicate that the same principle applied to everything. One should never insist that everything should go exactly as he wants, not even when the thing he wants is genuinely holy. Where one can do something immediately, he should certainly act swiftly. Something holy should never be delayed even for a moment. On the contrary, one should make every effort to do it as quickly as possible. But if, in spite of everything, he still cannot do it at once... He should not become anxious and agitated. He should relax and wait quietly for God to help, and raise his eyes on high in the hope of succeeding in the end. God will almost always help him later on to accomplish what he wants. He said more than this, but some things can only be given over orally. 434. When I wrote out the Alephbet book, the Rebbe would dictate from his notes and I would write. It took a long time to finish the work, because when we first started, I wrote only about half a folio, and after this there was no opportunity to continue until three or four months later. Then I sat with him and wrote a little more, but after this nothing was done for a period of about two years. Then, before Hanukkah 5566, 1805, I stayed in Breslau for about three weeks, and it was then that I completed the writing of the Alphabet book. Every day I would sit with him writing for several hours without a break until the work was finished, thank God. For the Rebbe, it was a very onerous task, but out of his love for the Jewish people, he would throw all of his energies into anything that stood to benefit the community as a whole. Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom, His Wisdom, 188 The Rebbe said, People bring money to someone as a pigeon and ask that he intercede for them on high. They tell him their illness and suffering and other problems. It is a wonder to me that the man accepting the pigeon does not suffer as much as the sick person himself. From this, we can understand that the Rebbe actually felt the pain and suffering of the sick people for whom he prayed. He literally felt their every ache and pain. The Rebbe discussed this many times. He said, when I first began, I asked God to let me feel the pain and suffering of others. Sometimes a person would come to me and tell me his troubles, but I would feel absolutely nothing. But I prayed to God that I should feel this Jewish suffering. Now I can feel the suffering of another even more than he himself can. Another man can forget his own suffering by thinking of other things. But I concentrate on it very deeply, until I literally bleed because of his pain. Once, one of his followers asked the Rebbe not to forget him. The Rebbe replied, How can I forget you? Don't you realize that each one of you has a place in my heart? The Alephbet Book A Righteous Person A. 84. Before publicly delivering a Torah lesson, the tzaddik may say things that will endear his words to his listeners. 85. Although decreed in heaven, even a person's first marriage partner can be changed through prayer. 
86. In this world, whoever wants to get closer can do so. But in the world to come, the only ones brought close are those who already were. 87. When a person rejects the tzaddik's attempts to draw him closer, the tzaddik has every right to push him away. 88. The tzaddik can punish his offender with death even for a slight offense, and even if that offense was accidental. 89. That which you hear directly from the tzaddik is more beneficial than that which you learn from a book. 90. A person is better able to understand when he sees the face of the speaker. 91. The tzaddik's simple statement opens up great light, making it easy for common people to understand exalted wisdom. Kitzir Lukutei Moharan 1. Lesson number 261 1. When a person falls from his spiritual level, he should know that it is divinely ordained. For the whole reason a person is distanced from God is in order that he should ultimately draw even closer. This is why he fell, in order that he should arouse himself more to draw close to God. What a person should do when he falls is to start serving God anew, as if he had never even started at all. This is a cardinal rule in the service of God, that one must start anew literally every day. Lesson number 262 1. A person who merits to innovate original Torah ideas of real substance needs to cry beforehand. Through this crying, he avoids having the other side and the forces of impurity leech from these new ideas. Lesson number 263 1. When a person overeats, he is like an animal. This is because the definition of a human being is that he eats only as much as he needs, and when he eats more than this, it is literally animal behavior. Moreover, overeating causes fever, may God save us. Similarly, when a person happens to eat food that has not yet been refined for human consumption, this also causes fever, may God save us. 2. Sweating is a cure for fever, may God save us. Lesson number 264 1. Giving charity is a rectification for sexual transgression. One must be careful, however, not to give money to undeserving paupers, because through this, the blemish of these sins is only intensified. Therefore, one must ask God that he should merit to have deserving paupers upon whom to bestow his charity. And this is an extremely powerful rectification for sexual sins. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Seven Beggars the third day. I go around and gather all true kindness and bring it to the true man of kindness. Time itself is something that was created, and time exists primarily as a result of true kindness. I therefore go around gathering all true kindness and bring it to the true man of kindness. There is a mountain. On the mountain there is a stone. From this stone flows a spring. Everything has a heart. Therefore, the world as a whole also has a heart. The heart of the world has a complete body, with face, hands, and feet. However, a toenail of the heart of the world has more of the essential nature of a heart than the heart of anything else. The mountain with the stone and the spring stands at one end of the world. The heart of the world stands at the opposite end of the world. The heart of the world faces the spring, and constantly longs and yearns to come to the spring. It has a very, very great longing. 
and it cries out very much that it should be able to come to the spring. The spring also yearns for the heart. The heart has two things that make it weak. First, the sun pursues it and burns it. This is because it has such a desire yearning to go and be close to the spring. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 1 Letter number 179 Monday night, Tzav 5595 Greetings to my dear son, Reb Yitzchak. May his light shine. I received your letter today, and I am certainly very pained by the many hardships you are suffering. But thank God, I have already spoken with you a great deal about how man was born to suffer, how his life is short and full of grief, and how the entire world is replete with anguish and hardships of all kinds, and no one has anything with which to comfort himself except the little good that he is worthy of grabbing in these few evil days of his. For this purpose alone he was created, to toil and suffer for the Torah and devotion. But if he is not worthy, then he suffers and toils for Gehenim, God forbid. This is what the Tana cautioned, Yoma 72b, Please, do not inherit Gehenim twice. What can I tell you, my dear son, my soul's beloved? I have already spoken about this so much. Just now, too, I was discussing this with Reb Label, the son-in-law of Reb Ruvain. We have to keep talking about it, though, and remember it every day, despite the fact that anyone with a brain in his head knows it, and wise men in particular. Even the sages of the nations of the world speak a great deal about how the world is full of grief and pain, and how a person's entire life is distress and woe. Since they do not have anything with which they can truly comfort themselves, though, after they finish talking about it, they return to their folly and pursue only money and the vanities of this world. But thank God, who created us for His honor, He set us apart from those who err. He gave us the Torah of truth and planted eternal life in our midst. With this, we can comfort ourselves and make ourselves happy. And even if we are not worthy of fulfilling the Torah as we should, God has already anticipated our ailment and provided us with its cure by allowing us to know about the truth of the exalted holiness of our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of blessed and sainted memory. He gives us life and lets us be happy on every level and in every situation in the world, as you know, my son. It is said about him, were it not for the salt, the world could not stand the bitterness. He will console us for our deeds and our sadness. Genesis 5.29 See Likutei Moharan 2.2.5 The bearer of this letter is in a hurry, so I cannot write as much as I would like. This will suffice. Remember for yourself everything that goes in conjunction with this, and view it as totally new. Give thanks for the past, that he has rescued you and your family. It is all certainly for good. From now on, may God guard you from all evil. May he guard your soul. The words of your father, Nussan of Breslov. Reb Nussan's letters, year two. Letter number 436. Now, my son, see, understand, and grow wise. Remember well everything I have said about how very much we ought to rejoice, take heart, and trust God's kindness, and to remind ourselves many times over of the enormous kindness that God did for us, and that we have escaped from opposing and dissenting against the tzaddik foundation of the world who is the eternal covenant of salt. All the sweetening of the world's bitterness is through him. 
So what would we do if after all these afflictions God spare us? We were henceforth to be at odds, God forbid, with our vitality, our root, and our hope. Had God not been with us? Thank God who did not give us over as prey for their teeth. For God's sake, do not let these words grow old for you, even though I have spoken them many times. Fulfill Proverbs twenty-three twenty-two. Do not disdain your mother because she is old. As our rabbis of blessed memory explained it, Brachot 54a, you see that the old and foolish king, the evil urge, is constantly attacking as if for the first time. Though in reality his methods are old cliches, he is not ashamed to attack with them anew every time, as our rabbis of blessed memory said. How very much more so, then, we mu- must we attend to and believe in the words of the Torah of truth, which really are new every day, and to review daily the Rebbe's holy lessons, conversations, and consummately awesome and profound advice. The key is to look at them completely afresh every day, because they really are literally new every day, as in, God's kindnesses are never-ending, His compassion never ceases, they are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. For they flow forth from the elder of elders, who said that he is very old, and yet completely young. Tzaddik, number 272, Rabbi Nachman's stories, number 13, The Seven Beggars. Has anything like this ever been heard? Praise God, we have someone to lean on, and plenty to spare. So fortify yourself determinedly, now, to pray with concentration and to bind your thoughts to the words of the prayers with a strong and mighty bond. Do not let the prayers be a burden on you, God forbid. Study every day, in particular the codes and the Rebbe's holy books. Say psalms and supplementary prayers with concentration and attention and express yourself before God every day. Above all, summon your strength to be constantly happy and fortify yourself in strong trust in God's kindness. He will not abandon you, for with God there is loving kindness and abundant redemption. The words of your true friend forever, praying for you, waiting for your speedy salvation, and looking forward to seeing you soon, alive, well, and happy. Nassan of Breslov Warm greetings to my friend, whom I love, heart and soul, the illustrious man of standing, the holy fruit, Reb Avraham Ber, may he live. Along with all his children, may they live. May God strengthen your heart for Torah, prayer, charity, and good deeds. And may you merit to walk in the ways of your ancestors. Begin anew every day, especially during these days, when we need to be looking ahead to Rosh Hashanah, which is approaching, that we may merit a good new year, until we attain the long good life with which the elders of holiness blessed the couple. See Rabbi Nachman's stories, number 13. Happy is he who waits for this. Happy is he who merits this. Happy the ear that hears all this. And happy are we who believe in and feel a little of the profundity and awesome holiness of these words, the like of which has never been heard. They all stretch up to the sublimest heavenly heights and beyond, and they reach down into the abyss to give life to each and every one of us in his own place. Who has heard anything like this? Who has seen things such as these? Thus far has your compassion helped us not to completely forget, God forbid, all these awesome wonders and to engage in printing and distributing them. So may God add many times over to the kindness He has done with us 
that we may merit to fulfill and to practice the Rebbe's holy words and to illumine the face of the globe with his great and awesome light. Words of truth will endure forever. Nasan the same. Shemot HaTzadikim, Bnei Yehuda, Chur, Shoval, Ra'aya, Yachat, Achumai, Lahad, Tsarati, Eshtauli Avi Etam, Israel, Yishma, Yidbash, Pinuel Avi Gdor, Ezer Avi Chusha, Achuzam, Chefer, Temani, Achashtari, Tseret, Tsochar, Etnan, Kotz, Anuv, Tsoveva, Acharchel ben Huram, Yaabetz, Chluv achi Shucha, Machir avi Eshton, Rafa, Paseach, Tachina, Bnei Knaz, Otniel, Saraya, Chatat, Maonotai, Afra, Yoav, Iru, Ela, Naam, Knaz, Yahalalel, Zif, Zifa, Tiria, Asarel, Ezra, Yeter, Mered, Efer, Yalon, Miriam, Shamai, Yishbach, Eshtemoa, Ishto, Ayehudia, Yalda, et Yered, Avigador, Chever, Avi, Soho, Yikutiel, Avi, Zanoach, Benebitia, Bat, Paro, Asher, Lakach, Mared, Hodia, Nacham, Avi, Kela, Hagarmi, Eshtemoa, Hama, Achati, Shimon, Amnon, Rina, Ben, Hanan, Tilon, Yishi, Zochet, Ben, Zochet, Er Avi Lecha, Lada Avi Maresha, Ashbea, Yokim, Anshe Choseva, Yashuvi Lachem. Reb Prayers 2, Prayer Number 11 Come, my beloved, let us go out to the field. Let us stay overnight in the villages. Let us arise to the vineyards. Let us see if the grapevine has flowered, if the tiny grapes have developed, if the pomegranates have lost their flowers. There I will give you my love. Master of the world, help me always engage in a great deal of Hitbodadut. May I accustom myself to go out every day to the fields among the trees, grasses, and all of the vegetation of the field. There may I engage in Hitbodadut and a great deal of conversation, that is, prayer, between myself and you, my Maker, expressing everything that is in my heart. May all of the vegetation of the field all of the grasses, trees, and plants be aroused to greet me, rise up and invest their strength and vitality in my words of conversation and prayer. Then may my prayer and conversation reach the ultimate perfection with the aid of all of the plants of the field, so that all of them, with all of their might, vitality, and spirit, reaching up to their supernal root, will be incorporated into my prayer. As a result... May I open my heart and engage in a great deal of prayer, pleading, and holy conversation before you, who are filled with vast compassion. May I pour forth all of my conversation before you. At last, may I pour my heart out like water before your countenance, Hashem, and lift my hands to you on behalf of my soul and the souls of my children and infants. Seeking God's Rescue Hashem, help! Help me, Hashem. My hope is almost entirely gone, heaven forbid. Look, my hand has no more strength. My might is gone. I murmur to you from a great distance. Have mercy on me. I am guilty a thousand times over, tens of thousands of times over, to this day. Have mercy on me, I who am so far away from you. 
Have mercy on me, I who do not deserve mercy. Have mercy on me, have compassion on me. Be gracious to me, Hashem. Grant me a gift that is totally undeserved. Be gracious to me, redeem me, rescue me from transgressions, sins, and offenses. Rescue me from the judgment of Gehenim. Rescue me from the harsh and bitter judgments that I deserve, heaven forbid, according to your true judgments. Rescue me from the sword of the angel of death, from being beaten in the grave and from the judgment of Gehenna. Rescue me from dishonor, shame, and disgrace. May I never be ashamed or humiliated. May I never stumble, either in this world or the next. Bring me back to you in complete repentance. Help me walk in your laws and keep your judgments. Guard my soul and save me. May I never be ashamed, for I take refuge in you. May your loving kindness be wondrous. Reveal new kindnesses that have been concealed with you to bring compassion to someone like myself, someone who does not deserve compassion. For your sake and for the sake of our forefathers and our rabbis, the true tzaddikim, whose holiness is capable of shielding even me. Save me, my Father in heaven. Save me, my Master, the King. I have spread my hands out to you. To you have I raised my eyes, you who dwell in heaven. I have stretched out my hands the entire day. My soul turns to you like a tired land. Help me always be in accordance with your will. My eyes are raised to the heights, Hashem. I have been oppressed. Be my guarantor. Be a guarantor to your servant for the good. Do not let the wicked oppress me. My eyes have pined for your salvation and your righteous word. Until Hashem will gaze and see from heaven. Perhaps you will have pity. Perhaps you will have compassion. And I will always hope, and I will add to all of your praises, because the Lord will not cast away forever. It is good for a person to hope silently for the salvation of Hashem, because our soul is cast down to the dust, our belly clings to the earth. Arise to help us and redeem us for the sake of your kindness. Amen and Amen. Prayer number 12 I will go through the marketplaces and the streets, I will seek him whom my soul loves. I seek him, but I have not found him. Now I will arise and go around the city. I will go to the mountains and raise my eyes from afar. I will seek and quest. Where, oh, where is he? Where is the place of his glory? Where are the counsel and stratagems that will help me find you and recognize you? I wander, seeking you, Hashem, but I have not yet found you. Because of my many sins, you have slipped away from me. I have traveled to the four corners of the earth without finding remedy for myself. I return to you, shamefaced, to implore you, God, in my time of trouble. My situation is difficult and bitter. I am at a loss. Where have you gone? Where have you disappeared to? You have hidden your face from me and caused me to melt because of my many serious sins, which are more numerous than the sand of the sea. Woe! These evils have come upon me because God is not in my midst. Because of my many sins, my heart, consciousness, and mind have been twisted. I have been cast into polluted places far from holiness. My heart has become so twisted, confused, destroyed, bent, stubborn, so crooked with every type of crookedness beyond measure, appraisal, or numbering, that the strength of the porter has collapsed. Woe! My situation is bitter, hard, sad, and wretched. 
How pitiable I am because of all my many sins that I have committed from the beginning of my life to this day until my heart is bewildered, my strength has abandoned me, and the light of my eyes, they too are not with me. My companions and friends stand aloof from my affliction, and those close to me stand at a distance. What can I say? How can I speak? How can I justify myself? God has found my sins, thousands and millions of them, without measure or number. And now, what right do I still have to continue crying out to the King?' 